Hello, everyone, and welcome to Ape Tour Theory, episode three. Uh, we are doing Congo this week. We gotta introduce ourselves. Um, and my name is Jose Argumetto. And I'm Emma Bowers. And sorry, it's this month in between episodes. It's always like, oh, I forget how the show works. <laughs> it doesn't matter. No one's listening to it. That's okay. <laughs> um, so anyways, uh, like I said, we're doing Congo this week. And I don't know, that movie sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I did not like this movie at all. I actually, like, really hated it. I, I'm not saying it's a good movie, but I think, like, the other movies we've done, wacky family films, were just like, this is kind of silly. Congo is, like, almost like a steady piece. You know what I mean? It fails on multiple levels, and I think that rules in terms of good discussion and content. Um, I don't... Should we do I've, a little background on Congo, what it is? You know more about it than I do. This was literally my first time watching it. Yeah, yeah. So Congo, um, this surprised me too. Um, I told many Azuma friends I was watching this and none of them knew about it. It's completely vanished, I think, from uh, the film Ethos. Utterly forgettable, which is interesting because Congo is based on a novel written by Michael Crichton, the original novelist who created Jurassic Park. Um, and then became a climate change denier, so that was fun. Um, and uh, he originally wrote it, um, he was very inspired by old Alan Quarterman, King Solomon's Mind-esque um, stories, which kind of makes sense given a lot of really problematic elements that go on. Um, film rights got sold to it, I think, even before he finished the book, Jurassic Park took off. Um, kind of got shopped around a little bit. I think at one point or another they did want Spielberg to either produce or direct it. Uh, that did not happen. Who grabbed it? Was it Paramount? It was Paramount. Um, Paramount grabbed it. And um, Kathleen Kennedy of Star Wars yes, fame yes, uh, <laughs> produced this movie. Produced it. Um, it Which I know there's going to be people like who listen to this movie be like, oh, Star Wars haters or Star Wars, or yeah, boo, Star Wars or whatever, like the sequel films. Kathleen Kennedy has more in her resume than just Star Wars and just Congo, so I would I would chill the fuck out. <laughs> uh, She's got ET under her belt. She's fine. There you go. Wowie, wowie. Uh, yeah. So I believe it originally got promoted at a time, and I think they're really gunning for it to be the dr next Jurassic Park. Um, it was not. Um, God, Crichton, man. Um, here's the thing. Nowadays, y'all have, like, YA books and stuff. Um, in my day, the late stage, well, earlier millennial days, we didn't have that. So after you read a lot of, like, kind of baby books, you just sort of immediately jumped to um, basically a lot of airport fiction, Stephen King and Michael Crichton. So I read a fuck ton of Crichton growing up. Um, then he became a climate change denier. Did you know that? No, I didn't. He wrote a book. One of his final books before he died was... Um, called State of Fear, and it's basically about how global warming is all made up, how the real threat is eco-terrorism, and it literally ends, I'm not fucking with you, it literally ends on, like, um, not an epilogue, but you know, like, kind of the preface, I guess, the thing where the author says something at the very end? Is that called preface? I have no idea. Basically, he finishes the book. I don't read, book. I can't read. All right, it's okay. <laughs> he finishes the book and says, you know what else was a big thing everyone thought was real and everyone was really concerned about? Eugenics. And he literally ends it like that. Oof. Yeah. 
Um, you know that onion gag where people get a thrill, like, man gets thrill mentioning John Lennon beat his wife. That's me every time Jurassic Park comes up. <laughs> Just a thrill, like, hey, you know, Crichton was a climate change denier. Apparently. And then he died. <laughs> so that is the background. Um, just, I like talking about that shit. Uh, but there's a lot, like I said, I, I understand you hate it, Congo. Sorry, I, I hear you. <laughs> I, I, I hear you. I see, see you. you. Yeah, I get it. Um, but there was a lot to unpack, so I'm actually very excited for this. <laughs> uh, don't even know. Like, Bruce Campbell's in this movie for like 20 seconds. This movie is a delight of the casting is really good the casting is really good it stars um a younger pre um emmy and academy award winner laura linney i don't think she'd want anything by then it stars the dude who goes on to become um one of the doctors from nip tuck it has a brief appearance by a very very attractive bruce campbell it has um Ah. Ernie Hudson. Yeah, Ernie. I was like, it's Ernie. Ernie what? Yeah, um, Ernie um, Hudson. I'm not going to pronounce his name correctly, but Joey Palatelmo. I'm sorry. Cypher from The Matrix. Yes, yeah, Cypher the from chief, The Matrix. The, the, the boss chief from Bad Boys. Shows up. Um, <laughs> my, 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 Mitchell, Joe Don Baker. And, and we'll probably discuss him a lot. Um, Tim Curry being peak 90s Tim Curry. <laughs> it is a star-studded cast. You know, because I, I feel like I should love this film because I love trash you know <laughs> like i do i actually have like an affinity for trash like i like the room i like um you know everyone likes the room everyone though. likes the room i know everybody kind of ironically likes the room uh let me pick another one i like you know kind of that grindhouse movie and i feel like this would feel at home in the 70s like at a grindhouse theater the problem is it's not good enough to be to elevate its material like jurassic park and it's not trashy enough to be something like the room it's just nothing and it's also annoying in all the worst ways no i kind of agree kind of a cannibal holocaust like killer apes like probably would have been a really fun trashy movie Uh, but like i said it wants to be the next jurassic park so it can never really go there and it sticks in this world world where it's trying to be whims i don't want to say whimsical it's not whimsical Um, it's just this weird there I, i don't understand this world at all like it doesn't it doesn't make any sense even in the context of the 90s um, or I don't even think it makes sense in the seventies when this book was written. Um, but I didn't read the book. Um, so I can't, I can't say anything about that. You know, what's sad. I actually kind of remember this movie, like from trailers and stuff. Uh, cause like they would play those TV spots like all the time during like the Simpsons. And I remember, I'm like, oh, I guess this movie must be good. And then I never heard anything about it again until like many years later and I heard it was bad. I didn't understand how bad. I read the book, I think, a couple of times. I was really excited to see it. And as a kid, you do not have critical thinking skills. You just like everything. You know? You're like, this is good. This is good. You're just basically an adult Marvel fan, but you're a child. Yeah, I like this. I have a thing that I like. And I remember, even as a kid... Oh God, I have Captain Marvel flashback. <laughs> <laughs> even as a kid, um, I remember watching it and being like, what the fuck? Like, and I think it was one of the few times I was like, like, even as a kid, I was sincerely, like, disappointed and let down by something. Um, I guess we should jump in, though, because uh, the plot of Congo, the very rushed, poorly edited, very um, um, ex... <laughs> I, I don't even think it's, like, the pacing is fine. No, I think the pacing's shit. I think the pacing's terrible. I don't mind going through, like, the movie is mercifully short. Um, so if, as long as, I don't mind movies that, like, we're going, we're moving, let's go. Uh, but it also feels like it's fast, but it's also slow. I don't understand, I don't get how this 
Oh, this movie breaks me. All right, so we'll start the beginning in which uh, preface to a uh, set somewhere in Burbank, and uh, Bruce Campbell is um, doing diamonds. We'll just say that. No, he's he's tr- okay. So he's working for a telecommunications company, uh, completely unlike AT and T. Completely a hundred percent not like AT and T, owner of Warner Media, where I work. Um, so. They are hunting diamonds down to build their satellite telecommunications because um, I guess they're going to use lasers to beam uh, voice calls, which I don't know about you. There's not much latency in voice calls over copper, so I don't think this will help very much. It's not even for the video conferencing that much because they're already video conferencing over satellite, so it's n- with no latency and no... Ah, sorry, sorry, sorry. This is nerdy, dumb shit. It's okay. I will I will have my own freak out in a little bit here as we continue uh, into the, the sciences that are so, not real. Okay, fine. Uh, might as well do this. So they're using computers, which are all digital, but uh, their video conference calls all have analog noise and analog defects, which would not happen even in 1990. That's not a thing. Um, so it should be all digital. They should be seeing glitches on screen, but again... Because video calling wasn't really a thing like it is now. I guess they get a pass because they didn't know better. Uh, so Bruce Campbell is in the jungle looking for diamonds, which don't actually aren't how satellites work, I guess. Um, and he's, wor- <laughs> he's looking for diamonds so that he can focus a laser beam to make sure that it'll go up to a satellite. Okay. But he turns it into a gun. And we're shown this gun. And he shoots it and it starts a little fire. Um, so it's a very powerful weapon slash communications device of some kind. Yeah, um, look, it's, it's ridiculous, but my whole, but basically, then he gets murdered by something. Um, and is, We're skipping a lot. No, are we? No. It's kind of, like his friend comes by, he's like, hey, come oh. check out this thing. And he shows him like, look at all these cool ruins. I'm going to go up here. And then Bruce Campbell eats a chocolate bar and he gets pissed on or something and then dies. No, no, no. What you falls on him? I forgot. No, oh my God. And I remember reading this as a kid because when you're Oh, kid, it's an eyeball. Yeah, no, gory stuff is always exciting. I remember being, because this is actually in the book and I remember being like, whoa. So he gets hit by something. He's like, what is it? And it's an eyeball. It's, it's not field grape, I promise. <laughs> um, but the whole point is this happens on satellite. So Joe Don Baker and Laura Linney, who, by the way, Crichton had a type. Every single female protagonist in a Crichton book is an athletic, very smart, very blonde woman. <laughs> um, her, her name's Karen, by the way. She's I forgot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, oh, yeah, her name is Karen. She, the only <laughs> character's name I remember in the movie, honestly, is Amy. Amy. Who is <laughs> no, the I, fucking worst. I love Amy. Amy rules. Amy. Amy. <laughs> We're going to have to do a well, Maybe we'll Maybe I hate Amy's voice more than Amy. <laughs> I have a soft spot for Amy. Um... Because Amy's a lush, like me. Um, so anyway, on satellite, uh, Bruce Campbell is murdered. And it, through the most clunky, I think it is like maybe three minutes of just suddenly like, it's, 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 it is, um, as you know, your father, the king. It's basically like, I need you to get, you know, whatever this guy's name is. Tommy, you should know. Well, Tommy was my ex-fiance. And as Tommy's father, you should care more that Tommy is missing. <laughs> it is And possibly <laughs> murdered. And like, look, I, this is like one of those capitalism bad. It's just one of those like, it's so over the top that it's not, it's not realistic. And look, you can, you can do that in a movie and it's fine. 
if the world we're trying to portray is over the top and unrealistic. But the movie plays it so straight that I feel like it's not trying to be that, even though that's very much the world we're in. So Laura Linney, who, um, by the way, is like ex-CIA, just to make this even Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's also heavily implied to be ex-CIA. No, she's not implied. She's like, right. she's, she's, she's ex-CIA. All right, so she's ex-CIA. Oh, that is, uh, they'll get to that gag later, but they're like, why would you leave CIA? The private sector pays better, which and, is... And everyone, we were both like, yes. <laughs> yes. The answer is yes. <laughs> this literally happens. You leave the CIA and you write a book called um, It Was Really Sad to Torture People and you make a million bazillion dollars. That's what, and you have a Twitter account, and you get into fights with people. I don't know about all that. I'm more just like, I'm more just like people who go like any public service job, whether it's law enforcement or or like in governments or whatever. Like you leave, and then you go like be a lobbyist, or you go work for a private corporation because they pay a lot more. Yep. So Laura Linney now heads to uh, head off to. Uh, how do I word this? The whole, this whole location is very the dark continent. Africa is constantly in this movie portrayed as a sketchy, shady place where coups are being happening all the time. Yeah, Gee, they, I wonder how that we got to that point. They, they keep implying that coups happen every day, which yeah. is like actually kind of a funny thing in the movie. Like, I'll, it's not, it's not great, but it's like, I'll say it's played really funnily. Like, I, I enjoyed that. Mostly, I enjoyed um, Cipher in that scene because he's just like he know he feel I feel like he's the only person besides Tim Curry who knows what this movie is and has so much fun with that concept and he just he's out there with it. So basically, now uh, Karen has to get her ass to the Congo. Oh and... right, the college. We skipped the college. No, 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 we're we're going there. So she's, how do I get there? And now we come. They're to gonna shut the, the border. Star. I need to be on this manifest. How and, and now we get to the star of the show, Amy. Um, so Amy is basically inspired by Coco, who um, I'm sure everyone knows this, but Coco was a gorilla who was uh, taught ASL. Look, in the mid mid 20th century, we were just doing crazy shit with apes. We figured out they were smart, and we were just trying to figure out how smart, and we thought the best way to do this would be to kidnap them as babies, raise them with people, give them a lot of drugs, and according to like a lot of Taco Bell, um, and teach them to communicate very specifically on our terms. Um, should I go on my tangent? You got about eight ASL. Yeah, go or should for wait? it. Okay, so basically it's bullshit. I mean, we're going to have to... I mean, no. Amy's going to come up. This yeah. is the time. Um, basically, there are better podcasts and better articles that are talking about this in depth, but the idea of teaching um, an ape to communicate through sign language is incredibly flawed for a couple of reasons. Number one, uh, dexterity is very limited in other species of apes. They need to use their hands for other things. They don't have the dexterity you and me do or people who communicate using ASL do. Um, number two... The people who taught these apes how to communicate in ASL were not fluent in ASL themselves. And ASL isn't like a baby. It's a real language. It is a real, honest-to-goodness language. Um, it'd be like me trying to teach Jose Spanish. <laughs> Wouldn't work. Um, Why not? And um, finally, um, the way language works, there's no actual proof that they were to develop too complexly. Apes are intelligent. Apes do have their own ways of communicating. But this idea like, oh, Coco wants a sandwich. It's like, I don't know, man. Like, if, if I knew to wave my hands in a certain thing that would give me $20, I wouldn't know what I was saying. I would just be like, when I do this thing, I get something positive. I get me 20 bucks. <laughs> um, so it's been proven to be incredibly flawed. And also, by removing primates... 
putting him in a human setting and not actually letting him be primates becomes a big thing about animal welfare. You can read some really great articles on this, but basically in a lot of these studies where they kind of lost funding or had to put a stop on it and the apes went off to other places and were kind of allowed to be more naturally apes, they did a lot better. So people always talk about this, but the truth is kind of the, the apes no ASL thing is incredibly, incredibly flawed and it's not really proven they had a level of complexity that very cleverly edited videos of Coco would imply. So that's my disclaimer. But anyway, Amy is inspired by Coco. So we get to meet Amy, who is just uh, somebody wearing a prosthetic gorilla suit and Amy talks in sign language. So, but you, you, yeah. you were saying about the book mm. specifically, because the book, Amy talks in sign language. Um, but I'll, I'll let you take it from here. The book In the book, Amy talks in sign language and her, her handler, I guess we'll call him uh, Peter, um, can is like he speaks sign language or at least understands what she's saying. So the book will use Peter's perspective and be like, Amy came up to Peter. Peter, Amy signed. Amy, love Peter. Yes, you know, Amy said, Peter, I love you too. So the book has that luxury of using Peter's perspective to translate what Amy's saying. And somewhere in the script writing process, somebody said, that's too hard. That's too hard to have subtitles or Peter constantly kind of uh, Han Solo Chewbacca-ing to Amy. So they come up with the most obnoxious, ridiculous way to get across what Amy's saying. <laughs> I hate this thing so much. So they develop a rope. They basically give her the power glove, the Nintendo power <laughs> glove to do sign language. And it does a voice. And it's like, Amy, do this. Amy, do that. And it's like, it's really annoying. It's really stupid. Um, and look, I get that this is a visual medium, but Amy doesn't seem to talk to anybody but Peter. So it makes no difference that everybody around her can hear her and what she's saying. It makes literally none because no one else talks to her. <laughs> they just don't respect Amy. So it's stupid. And we have to hear this stupid robot voice <laughs> <laughs> the entire time. And look, there are. I feel like there are more effective visual ways to communicate that, like, Amy's saying something or Amy has an emotion or Amy's feeling about a certain way. This is a visual medium. We can see, you know, like, Amy's hurt. We don't need to go, Amy fell in hole. You know, we can, we, we saw that movie. Thanks. <laughs> So anyway, I guess um, Peter is second guessing um, the ethics of uh, taking a gorilla and just raising it to be a human and him and his assistant. Well, who she's I also having dreams. Yes. She's painting stuff. Amy's, Amy. Yes. Amy keeps doing these like paintings and they're pretty elaborate given uh, <laughs> like a concept. So there are all these paintings of an eye. And Peter basically does a little, like, um, a TED Talk, basically. Like, I taught this gorilla to be a person. Amy can talk now. Amy can paint. And also, I'm now having doubts about maybe what I have done. So I'm just going to drop Amy off back in the Democratic Republic of Congo. It'll be fine, everybody. Yes. And meanwhile, in his TED Talk, there is Tim Curry making the perviest face you have ever yeah. seen. So throughout this movie, we were making the joke that it looks like he wants to bang Amy. <laughs> I All right. I think everyone who, like, watched 90s movies kind of remembers 90s Tim Curry. This is this is cranked up. This is not Tim Curry with an Eastern European accent. This is a character played by Sasha Baron Cohen. <laughs> it's really out there. It's such a weird character. 
And and Tim Curry, at least he's lo- he looks like he's having a great time. Oh, I mean, when is Tim Curry not? Have you ever seen a movie and Tim Curry looked sad or he was phoning it in? No. no, but he's having so much fun with yeah. this. The problem is the fun that he's having, it looks like he's trying to get in Amy's... Uh, furry, 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 fuzzy gorilla panties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, it, it's it's bad, and there are like there are even certain lines that he says that we're just like, take it the wrong way, dude. That's not it's <laughs> not coming off of what how you how you think you are. Like, let me say, your gorilla, she is exquisite. She, she is exquisite. <laughs> I don't know why she. I don't know why I did a French accent. So he right. he you know my my gorilla wife. Um, <laughs> so he. He offers to fund uh, Peter and Amy and their assistant, um, we have Rob Schneider at home, to head off to uh, the Democratic Republic of Congo to drop Amy back in the wild. Which And, like, I guess study her for, like, five seconds and then head back. I don't know. There's some exposition. There, like, yeah, they, maybe, they explain this. Maybe Amy will teach the gorillas sign language. I don't know. Who cares? This movie... Maybe we'll assimilate into the gorilla society. <laughs> this movie does not have the passion for ape intelligence that I do. So, um, anyways, Laura Linney shows up and she's like, hey, I need to get on this plane. Hey, I need to get on this plane. They're like... You know, so many conversations. Amy drags the shit out of her, though. Oh, Amy calls her an ugly woman. <laughs> and, like... I don't know. You know, again, she she hears it, but she doesn't respond to Amy. She's just like, oh, the gorilla can talk. <laughs> the gorilla understands, like, physical attractiveness in humans, and the gorilla, the gorilla knows how to, like, drop sick burns. <laughs> And no one seems to be amazed by this. Um, So she basically offers that she'll fund them. And uh, And he's like, I already got funding. And then they're like taking the stuff off the plane. And it turns out Tim Curry's broke. Yeah. So Tim Curry's crazy. So she gets to be on the plane. She gets to go in the manifest on the last plane to this African country. I don't... Because they're not in Congo yet. That is the thing, too. They're kind of vague on the countries. I think they mentioned Zaire. But... um, Given kind of, like I said, the very, very kind of, um, I don't know if Orientalism is a good word for things that aren't actually like Asia, but there is a very Orientalism, if that makes sense, for how Africa is portrayed. It's the dark country. It's the dark, yes, the dark continent. Africa's not a country. Dark continent, you're right. (laughs) Sorry, my mistake. Um, Yeah, so they're not super interested in the multiple countries, the history these countries have with a horrific amount of colonization. It's just, ooh, Africa, spooky, and lots of coups. So maybe there are countries they're going to, who knows. So anyways, they're on the plane... uh, Amy gets wasted. Amy gets wasted. <laughs> Sorry, it's my favorite. You have to mention that. I no, know. no, I just love it. It's just this uh, this gorilla. Just, it's not even a gorilla. It's somebody in a gorilla suit just downing a martini. Should we talk about the suits real fast? So the gorilla suits, they're well done. I, and they're done by Stan Winston, um, who, you know, Stan Winston, like, did Terminator and stuff like that. So we, we all know who he is. But... I don't think he quite pulled off these gorilla suits. And it could be because we know what gorillas look like. My theory, too, is because they're so closely related to us, it has an uncanny valley effect. I think it, there's sort of a level where you look at a gorilla, and if you see, like, a photo of one, you see one at, like, at a zoo, you're like, wow, like, you know, this animal is an autonomous being with a high level of intelligence. And yeah. that's really easy to see if you look at one understand it. And so I think what you're getting is kind of an uncanny valley effect because you know this is not a real gorilla. Yeah. I mean, you know it's not a real gorilla, but it is, you know, what I'll say is it's something you can physically touch. Um, so, like, this... 
obviously Jurassic Park had already come out. They're not going to CG a bunch of gorillas. That's not going to happen at this point in time. But assuming we had the CG, you know, b- back then, like as extensive as it is in like Planet of the Apes, mm-hmm. the the Planet of the Apes movies that that came out recently, I I don't. I, you know, I don't know if she'd pass muster. I think the Apes movies work because they're more characters than Amy is and any of the other gorillas. Well, the whole point of, like, well, we'll eventually do Planet of the Apes is, like, Caesar's this intelligent animal. He has his own and story he's evolving. arc. Yeah, he has his own story arc. And we arc. see that he's, evolution through through the CG. Yeah, he's expressive. He communicates to both the apes and the humans who are in that story. Amy is very much kind of a prop, if that makes sense. Yeah, Amy's a prop. Amy, and then on top of that... She, her costume, her suit, which is, again, well done, it just doesn't, it's not expressive enough. Like, there's too many times where it just has the resting gorilla bitch face (laughs) on, and it's, like, not moving enough to be expressive like she which to be fair is tricky because gorillas are not as expressive as our faces are that's kind of a thing too they don't have that level of facial muscles we do i've gone to the zoo and i've seen gorillas and they have like they put on like little faces and they like have emotions and amy's eyes are dead (laughs) dead eyes (laughs) every gorilla in this movie because they're all suits they're all dead they're all very dead eyes Amy dead inside. <laughs> and I don't no. I don't know how you fix that in, in a costume like that. Because the eyes, I don't think they ever move. I don't. I mean, their I Their eyelids move, but the, their eyes, like, don't dart anywhere. Yeah. Technology, like I said, a CGI. We're, we're far from, like, Andy Circus at yeah. this point. Um, so they end up in Africa. And, yeah, we get a delightful, I wouldn't call it a cameo because he's unknown by then. But, yeah, character actor. Um, it's yeah. Cypher. Cypher from Matrix. <laughs> Joey. Yeah. Shows up. Uh, Joey P. Sh- I can't pronounce his last up. name. I'm so we sorry. We also get Ernie <laughs> Hudson, who is doing, I think the original plan was to probably give him kind of more of an African accent. Um, and they just make him British. <laughs> or at least that's the best Ernie Hudson can do. Because when you think of Ernie Hudson, you do not think man with amazing uh, accents. He's 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 playing our typical lovable rogue. He's character. having fun though. He he's is, having fun. He's just being basically like uh, Han Solo. I feel like a lot of these people are having fun, but they're also phoning it in. Yeah, because Ernie is having fun, but he's phoning it in. He's having fun though. He's having fun. He's, he doesn't give a shit. He, he's no. here for the paycheck. He's doing that. He's doing this weird British, like swaggering kind of this weird Earl Flynn British accent. It's it's a little odd. <laughs> um, so um, off they go. Well, they yeah. get they get detained, so they like sneak it off the uh, airport tarmac during a coup, and then they get detained, and they are taken to uh, Captain Wanta. <laughs> the only reason we know that is because his name's up on the screen. <laughs> um, otherwise, I'd be like, oh, African warlord. Yeah, but of, they. I think Zaire. <laughs> We just said this in terms of, I mean, I guess on some level, like, I feel in more competent hands, perhaps the the coup every five minutes would have been like a fun piece of satire, but it's not well done. And I, th- this is no beast of no nations. <laughs> Let's it say that. Should, like, it's, <laughs> it's not quite enough to go into parody. And I'm like, this, this should be parody. Which I, I'm kind of happy it should be because the Crichton book is really offensive in terms of yeah. how it regards, like, uh, conflict countries. Again, it's trying to walk that line of, like, no, this is a serious movie, but all of our actors are goofing off. <laughs> 
So they they bribe him. He yells at Tim Curry a little bit. Though. Oh yeah, he yeah. yells at Tim, Tim Curry, Curry for being Tim Curry. Yeah. He's like, you know, he's eating the sesame cake. That's the one everyone remembers for some reason, which I didn't even remember like watching this. And I kind of watched this like thing, and I was like, huh. And then I kind of went online to try to read more stuff about Congo and what people said. And everyone's like, remember when he yells at Tim Curry for eating a sesame cake? I'm yeah, like, that's li- li- to me. No, sorry, sorry. Everybody. I do remember it, obviously. But. but what does stand out to me is the next scene where they are on an airplane. No, the CIA thing comes up here. Oh, right. They're like, she point- So the <laughs> Captain Wantuk points out that <clears throat> Laura Linney is uh, co- telecommunications, but she used to be at the CIA. And he's like, He's like, what? Did the CIA not pay enough? And like, and it was supposed. I don't know if it was supposed to be a joke, but we were both like, yeah, yeah, yeah. probably, probably. Yeah. Hit the nail on the head on that one. But now they get to another really ridiculous scene. So they got on an airplane attempting to cross into uh, the Dem- Democratic Republic of Congo, and um, they. But the border is closed, so people are now on the ground firing rocket launchers at their little plane. <laughs> And then they all have to jump off the plane. No, no, no. In the best scene, though, they attempt to um, divert the heat-sinking missile. Oh, that yes. shit. Yes. Okay. So I am 95% sure this is bullshit. Because I know that if you want to divert a heat-sinking missile, if you're if you're in a jet, you can fire off flares. Um, but not handgun flares. This is that handgun flare. It's our plane's down. Come rescue us on I don't island. think this would work. Yes. So uh, <laughs> they attempt to divert the uh, the heat-seeking missiles By with shooting flare, flare guns, guns at flare it. Gun. Also, should we just notice that Laura Linney and Ernie Hudson open the plane door, nothing is sucked out, and they just kind of well, hang out a, on the side. It's not a pressurized cabin. Still. It's not a pressurized cabin. That is yeah? not bullshit. Okay, okay. I just For me, I found it ridiculous that she's just hanging out by the door and... Like Amy is not no, 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 no. When so um, when you're flying in a commercial flight, for example, mm-hmm. um, those are pressurized um, to keep you somewhat comfortable um, because obviously you're not. Hopefully, you're not jumping out of a plane in a <laughs> in a uh, in a commercial flight. Hopefully, you don't need to do that. So, and you probably shouldn't because there are no parachutes on <laughs> commercial flights. You're going down with the plane. Um, but however, on like, <laughs> however, on cargo, on cargo planes and like stuff like that, they're not pressurized. So you can, you can get air sickness from that. Um, but it's, you know, if you ever go skydiving, you're in one of those planes. They don't pressurize the cabin so you can just jump out. You don't want to be sucked out when you're not ready. Like, mm-hmm. all right, guys, everybody got the parachute on? No, oh, no. <laughs> you know, that, that, you don't want to do that. You don't want to be that dude. <laughs> All right, all right. So, all right, all right. But then they all jump out of the. So airplane. MythBusters. Yeah. All right. <laughs> this is the show now. Yes, but they do all jump out of an airplane um, and just land. Well, so yeah, yeah, it's it's supposed to be like I guess a funny scene because like everyone gets handed a parachute. Ernie has to jump out with Amy though, which yeah. makes no sense the way he jumps out with her. <laughs> um, and also, I don't think he should be the one to jump out with her. I think it should be uh, Peter. In the book. I mean, it, like I said, they, they... It's a joke in the book. It's a joke in the book, and it's also because, um, and like I said, they don't go into the details in this, but I remember specifically in the book, they have to... He, It's not on a static line, so he has to pull it. And I think the argument is just simply, Ernie Hudson's gonna... It knows what to do, so he'll be able to hold Amy and jump out and pull it, and they just kind of expect Peter to fuck up, I think. <laughs> Probably. Like, if he goes splat, at least he didn't take the gorilla. Yeah, basically. Um, but, so here's the here's the thing, though. 
when you skydive tandem, you don't really want to be holding on to the person. You you usually face outwards, <laughs> and you're strapped into that person. Um, Amy is just holding on to Ernie, and it's a joke in the book <laughs> that he he bites her ear, and yeah. they make that joke in the movie. Um, well, I don't know if it's a joke in the book. He gets his ear bitten off. I think, or like she bites him really badly on the ear, which is funny because in in the movie he's like, "Oh, she bit me," and it doesn't. He's not bleeding. He's which not like, bleeding. If nothing. you've seen Gorilla Teeth, he should, he should kind of be a mess. But, but anyways, oh, they drugged her too. Yeah. Also, Amy is just. Amy is Which just, makes no sense. Amy Which, is constantly okay. on everything in this. Amy is getting drugged. Amy is getting wasted. Amy smokes a joint with Ernie Hudson at one point. Like, Amy should be having the spins this entire... So, here's here's another thing. So, again, Amy's not strapped to Ernie mm-hmm. Hudson. How the fuck is she hanging on right now if she's drugged? <laughs> How is he holding on? Amy has to weigh probably, uh, I'm trying to think around. We're going to do a little bit, but Amy's seven years old, so she's technically a juvenile gorilla. Um, we're going to look at female gorilla weight. All right. Um, all right. Okay, now to be fair, look, an adult female gorilla probably is about 200 pounds. Amy's not full grown, so maybe max she's 150, but still, that that's a lot of weight to, to carry around. a lot of weight around. to parachute yeah. with. Yeah. Also, with like no your, strap. Yeah. <laughs> and she's drugged. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so she's not holding on to you real tight. So, uh, but they land safely, including Amy, which yeah. is important. Um, you get to see Amy harass wildlife. That's fun. Oh, uh, yeah. She, like, pokes know, a frog. Pokes a frog. <laughs> the frog is real. The frog is. The frog and the chameleon are real. The gorilla is just somebody in a suit. Um... So they they, they had, set up camp or some shit. They set off. Um, oh, did we get to the hippo attack? No, we no. haven't gotten to the hippo attack because we gotta we gotta come across the the band of other gorillas, other silverbacks, and then we have to come across the survivor, and then we get to the hippo attack. I okay, think. so Amy encounters other gorillas, and surprise, surprise, turns out being raised by humans and being taught ASL. Has, oh, and she has the glove on during the scene. Yes, has limited her ability to communicate with the gorillas. And she goes up to them and she's like, Amy, Amy, good girl. And the gorillas are like, yeah, we don't, what the fuck? We don't know you, lady. Also, why are you talking? <laughs> so poor <laughs> Amy doesn't know how to, yeah, Amy doesn't know. Amy doesn't fit in anywhere because you shouldn't. It's kind of cruel what we do to the primates, quite honestly. Like. Well, teach them sign language, or we yeah. take them to captivity. I mean, no, I mean, the history of you work like, at a zoo. Yeah, so. no, and I would say it's like the history of captivity is pretty horrific. Quite honestly, these gorillas were originally acquired because people would just go into a jungle, kill entire families, and take the babies. Um, nowadays, like accredited zoos are much more humane, and I'd say they let the gorillas and the apes be apes and gorillas. They let them act naturally. I think there's something, maybe it wasn't intentional, but I would say there's something cruel about taking a gorilla as a baby, raising it with people, not really allowing it to naturally be itself. And then when they try to return Amy to the wild in this setting, she doesn't know how to be a gorilla. It's kind of mean. It's mean. <laughs> uh, so I guess, I, I guess <laughs> the, uh, the question is, like, how is, it di- how is it different from, like, a zoo? Um... And that's kind of the thing, too. So I know this is a deep question. No, no, I know. It's a good question. Um, 
Because you do get different stories. You do have instances of gorillas who were, you know, oh, this some crazy professor had a gorilla in their house and they brought him on campus to Stanford every day or whatever. Um, and the gorillas that get rescued and end up in sanctuaries, it's honestly really hurt or miss. Some are able to thrive. Some learn how to become, I'll say primates overall, because this happens with a lot of different animals up and down the primate world. <clears throat> some primates, they do fine. They learn how to adapt. They learn how to be primates again. Um, sometimes they're able to mate. Some don't. Some get introduced to a zoo or a sanctuary and they just can't connect. The trauma is just too much and they don't ever really learn how to be like a, a chimp or a marmoset again. And that's kind of it for them. It's kind of like people. Everyone is able to process and cope their trauma differently. And yeah, sometimes the ones that kind of leave these, these science or entertainment worlds are able to thrive and do really good, and sometimes they don't. And uh, you work in an accredited zoo. Mm -hmm. So what are the standards there that make it, I guess, humane? We let the gorillas be gorillas. The gorillas get to live in a natural group that you would see in the wild. The gorillas um, aren't taught sign language or anything. They communicate among themselves. There is protected contact. You'll never see a keeper going in there and like putting a hat on a gorilla or anything. They're using positive reinforcement. So if they want the gorilla to do something, it's always the reward. The gorilla says fuck you and walks away. The gorilla isn't like punished. Um, basically it's what we call animal welfare. I'm actually gonna pull this up because it is kind of important to talk about in terms of what animal welfare is. Oh. See, you didn't think in Congo we'd be, we'd be going this I knew deep. we were going to talk about it. I, what is it meant by animal welfare? Um, uh, there, there's a ramble. I mean, some of animal welfare stuff is obvious. The animal has a right to food, shelter, water. The animal shouldn't be scared or stressed. Um, but basically, for me, animal welfare means they have a right to be an animal. And I feel like when you take um, a gorilla and you put it in a trailer and you give it Taco Bell all day and you will not feed it unless it asks for Taco Bell using a language you are telling it to talk in, you don't really get to let it be a gorilla. And the quality of life does go down. There's, like I said, um, there's an amazing study about um, a bonobo named Kanzi. He didn't get taught AHL, but he communicated using a lexicon, so he could just point and kind of ask for things. And um, they kind of revamped the program. The original person who funded it kind of got kicked out of the program. And that little area now, um, it's Kanzi and a bunch of other bonobos. And um, the lexicon's kind of been modified a lot. So it's a lot more simple. And they're basically allowed to sort of be bonobos. And their quality of life has gone way, way up. Okay. Like, but basically, it's hard to explain, but basically to be yourself is the best thing, right? Like, on a, on a level of, I think, any autonomous being. Like, I guess what happens to the apes? I, I know that some of them tend to just live the rest of their life in captivity because they cannot return to the wild. Mm -hmm. Is that better? Is that worse? Does that depend? It really depends. Because um, you'd ask that a lot. Why can't you send them back? And it's a mix of things. Number one, do they know how to survive? Yes, um, accredited zoos probably aren't, you know, like I said, putting hats on them and stuff, but they still do get comfortable with people. They're going to go down to some village and be like, you know, Amy, want martini. <laughs> um They'll have difficulty surviving. They could be more susceptible to diseases and whatnot. And finally, 
the things that have caused their numbers to go down in the wild are still there. Uh, the palm oil trade has absolutely decimated the um, orangutan ha um, population. They're critically endangered. They could go extinct within our lifetime very easily. Gorillas are incredibly threatened as well. There's a huge, huge demand for minerals, especially Colton, which we put in literally every single electronic. And the demand for Colton is absolutely gigantic and it's absolutely devastated the gorilla's habitat. So even if you took a gorilla and you were like, there they go, they'll be able to survive, can they? There is a level of dependency that gorillas have, even in the most humane of, you know, um, human care settings. And, you know, even if the gorilla completely knew how to survive, you know, maybe they can't because we've kind of really, really badly fucked up our environment for them. So anyways... Amy comes across the silverback gorillas. Um, they are... Well, I mean, the, the silverback is just like the male. She comes the across male a gorilla troop. She comes across a gorilla troop. Yeah. And she's like, I'm Amy. And they're like, whatever, they're loser. Like, yeah. <laughs> How do you do, fellow gorillas? Basically <laughs> what Amy does. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but again, she's got the glove on and she's talking. It's just weird. Um, so anyways, then the next thing they do... Um, what is the next thing they do? They get attacked by hippos. Is that the next thing? Well, they meet they meet a tribe, but like they're very. Oh yeah, the tribe. Th no, this, this is actually uh, kind of important because okay. like that survivor is there. Yeah. They lead him to the survivor. There's a tribe, and they're like, "Hey, this guy's like dying," and they come, and I don't even think he says anything. He's just like, "Oh," and he oh, dies. And he dies. <laughs> he dies. They're like, "Oh, I guess he died." Oh, neat. Cool. <laughs> All right, and then they head off, and they and get, they finally get attacked by the hippos. I I'm gonna. Point one thing before what? we're gonna get into the boats first. I want to talk about the hippos. I know you want to talk about the hippos. Um, they get into the boats in clearly not Africa. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, they clearly shot a lot of this stuff in South America. Uh, Costa Rica or Costa Rica. Rica. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, Costa, Costa Rica. Because um, like I recognize a lot of the the, the nature, <laughs> and it was just like one. There are no wild river rapids <laughs> to my knowledge where they are in the Congo. They just don't exist. It's not... It, it looks a lot more like the rainforest than the jungle. <laughs> and it's... It's a rainforest. But, like... Africa well, has a rain... I know Africa <laughs> has a rainforest, but it doesn't look like an African rainforest. All right, yes. <laughs> um, so it just... It, it... Yeah. It's very obvious, like... Costa Rica. Right. And it's... <laughs> And they go white river rafting, which I'm like, which Wee. I call bullshit on. Um, I don't think that exists in that part. I'm gonna look it up now. No, it probably can, does. Can, can I'm probably I full of shit. Can I? I know. Can, can I? Can I go? Unless I move on to the hippos, and then you'll stop searching. <laughs> we'll <laughs> never find out. In the Congo. No, I don't know. It might be a fun thing to do. Can I go white water rafting in the Congo? Yeah, the, they're rapids. Oh wow, there yeah. are rapids. Wow, wow, we. Movie shut me up. <laughs> Look at that. It looks fun. Whee! Oh, those are not the rapids from the movie, though. <laughs> they are not, though, but still. <laughs> the point is, there are rapids in the Congo. <laughs> All right, movie. You got me on that one. Yeah. But I, I was right that it was not Africa. Because right. it's it's definitely not. You can tell just from, like, the trees okay. around. Um, so, anyways. Do we get to talk about the hippos? Yes, we get to talk about that. There's a hippo attack. Uh, <laughs> and big prosthetic hippos come. Clearly, they were they're like... They're animatronic. Yes, they're like... Not prosthetic. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're not puppets at the end of someone's arm with, like, makeup on them. 
It's really though, like this was the moment they're like, this will be our Jurassic Park moment. Yeah. And it's just a big animatronic hippo just rises out of the wrap and just grabs some poor extra and pulls them under. They are a little too proud of the hippos. Um <laughs> because the like, hippos look good though. They look good. They but make the gorillas look like piles of crap. No, they look good. They're just they're on screen for slightly too long. <laughs> you know? Because like Okay, so this is going back to like Jaws. You remember Jaws when like you know, the, the, shark the shark didn't, didn't work, work, so they didn't show the shark a lot and made the movie yeah. better. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. yeah. Well, the 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 thing about the hippos is like since the hippos worked, they're on screen a lot, and it's like cut away from them more. You can see some of the <laughs> seams there. <laughs> Anyway, I don't know. I, I just like talking about that. Hippos are like one of the most dangerous animals. Um, I thought they were my friends. No. Uh, they, they looked hungry. <laughs> <laughs> For you. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, I guess I think obviously like a hippo would attack if threatened. That makes sense to me. But like, Oh, no, they'll attack unprovoked. They'll attack unprovoked, okay. They're incredibly, incredibly aggressive. So don't get near them. Oh, no, you can look it up. There are, like, multiple, like, unprovoked hippo attacks. Like, they'll just literally just be like, Bo, I'm gonna fuck you up. Like, oh, they're so dangerous. I think, like, um, they have, like, the highest death rate of, like, animals in Africa. They kill more people than, like, lions. Wow. Yeah. Because lions, I, I feel like, probably wouldn't come at you unprovoked unless you like stepped no. a little too close in their territory. If you're like provoked or a lion was like really hungry and just saw you walking around, but like no hippos are crazy aggressive. They're okay. like such dangerous animals. See, this is why it's good to have you on the show. Cause yeah. I'd probably be like, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. <laughs> Everything's bullshit. This whole movie's bullshit. I fucking hate this movie. <laughs> just YouTube video. Hippos wouldn't attack people. Ding. Wrong. <laughs> this movie's bad. Ding. Uh, <sighs> And fucking hate this movie. Though. Whatever. So like, there's a hippo attack. Anyway, they they get to the 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 lost city of Zinge. Like, anyway, they end up they end up there. The diamond mine. Is oh. that what happens? I don't. Know. I don't know. Oh right. Did we, we did we skip anything? Who gives a shit? No one cares. Oh, they they there's a camp. There's a crashed plane that they shot down. Oh, that is kind of important. They find a crashed plane. Um, but but everybody's died. Yeah. And exactly. and Ernie Hudson like goes in and he comes back out and he's like, you don't want to go in there. We'll get an R rating. So yeah. let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> so off they go and anyway they find the city of Zinj they find another soundstage um, it looks like Legends of the Hidden Temple it does also Tim Curry has been looking for this city the whole time oh we didn't mention that yeah that's bits revealed he's not because he, basically he, he just used him he's like I am a Tim Curry I wanna fuck your gorilla why will we walk I mean I I'm am wealthy philanthropist yeah um, philanthropist and, but actually it turns out no he just wants to go here and get the diamonds and yeah he's a grifter basically yeah um, and then they go to the city of, uh, of gorillas. They do and that. And they start attacking. No, they find, they find dead Bruce Campbell. No, that's no, later. No, they find him later. Okay. Because they, they, they go into, like, the cave, and then, like, there's, like, a group of people go into, the, like, the, the little cave with Amy, and everybody else stays back. And just hangs out, because they're like, we're not going into the deep, dick, scar, star, uh, deep, dark, scary 
cave. Like, that's scary. And then the gray gorillas are like, all right, we'll come oh, to you. Oh, yeah. So basically, that, that's the thing that was murdering Bruce Campbell and the others. Basically, there are evil hybrid gorillas. Because that's the big the, thing. Um, they're con- hippo gorillas. No, that's, they attack unprovoked. And that is the big thing constantly that um, um, Peter has been trying to say. He's like, gorillas are nice. Gorillas are gentle. Gorillas aren't dangerous. And, you know, Laura Linney's like, I think gorillas killed Bruce Campbell. He's like, gorillas would never do that, you know. They've been framed, I tell you. Yeah, they, they, you know, they, they he, he gets like me. He gets like me, like going off on animals. He's very angry about this. But it turns out there are evil gorillas. But it's okay because they are hybrids. They are gorillas that were interbred with chimps and I think humans, and then selectively bred to be the guardians of um, the, the diamond mind. Yeah. But they're basically evil gorillas. And they just yeah. They're and they're white. I don't yeah. What do you think? What are they saying? What are they? I don't know. <laughs> the evil I don't, white gorillas. I don't think that they thought this far in the movie. <laughs> I think they were just like, look, we just can't shoot gorillas. Yeah. Like, doesn't matter what they look like. All right, we got to make them like something you cannot find in the wild. Well, uh, make them white. Of, All right, good yeah, enough. Good enough. <laughs> Um, so there are evil white gorillas. They kill, uh, we have Rob Schneider at home. They kill, um, Cahaga. Yeah, who I liked. I was like, no, not They killed everybody, basically, who was not in the cave. And they were like, oh, no, now we got to get our machine guns out and start shooting everybody. And they have, like, (laughs) they have, like, these automatic turrets and they set up camp. And they, like, set up this little perimeter and they shoot the gorillas and all that stuff. And the gorillas are, like, testing them. It's very like this is our Jurassic Park moment. They're going to be like the Velociraptors. They're too smart. Yeah, it's like, well, yeah they're gorillas. They're very smart animals. Um, but anyways, so they 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 go into the mine finally, and they're like, oh, we found the diamonds. Oh, there and I like this everywhere. because I'm not a geologist. Um, I didn't even go to school, but I'm pretty sure diamonds don't just like fall on the ground. I don't think they're like potato seedlings or something. But he goes and there's just like diamonds just kind of scattered around like Easter eggs. Yeah, and Tim Curry of course <laughs> picks them all up and he's like He's just all boo right now from uh, from Aladdin. <laughs> no, don't touch that. And then all the all the gorillas come out, like the white ones. They're like And they bad. Beat, and they Ooh. beat Tim Curry to death. He probably liked it though. <laughs> Uh, he finally he's, he's like yes uh, I've been waiting for this the whole time I just wanted to get bored by a gorilla <laughs> <laughs> um, so they make a break for it uh, Laura Linney now finds dead Bruce Campbell but she also finds and she, all, she finds the gun the, the yeah. magical diamond laser gun and then Laura Linney like takes the diamond to power the gun, and then she says, "And what? I'm sure the writers were like, this is gonna be the the most quotable thing on the year." And she goes, you "Gotta put, put it in the trailer." On, she, you know, she goes, "Let's put him on the endangered species list," and starts massacring this newly discovered species, which I'm pretty sure was already on the endangered species list. But the way she says it, like you can just tell the writers were like, "This is gonna be the coolest thing a woman ever said." Woo. <laughs> Anyway, she's... Girl power, eradicating. Uh, oh, we, we totally forgot to establish the volcano at the beginning of the oh, movie. Oh, there's a volcano here. Whatever. Yeah, anyway. the, city's, the city's right next to a volcano. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Anyway. Um, anyway, um, check off the volcano. I guess what happens next. <laughs> the volcano erupts. Yay! Oh, no. And it kills all the all the apes. They kind of jump into it. Then. Yeah, there's a lot of them that just are like, oh, no, we're totally falling. Also, these gorillas can do matrix jumps. Yeah. Gorillas are like, what, like 
two hundred to like four hundred pounds or something like Mail that. Male can get up to about four twenty. Four twenty. Um so they uh <laughs> you just high fived yourself. <laughs> I'm not gonna confirm that I high fived you. <laughs> the listeners don't know. <laughs> Sorry. Basically um look So really- anyways, they do the matrix jump though. So like the gorillas are like on wires and go like <laughs> It's gorilla of uh, what's it, Wushai? Wushu uh, yeah, Gorilla the the wires. Yeah, so anyways. But anyway, it's a ridiculous scene. I know we're skimming over a lot. It doesn't matter. The point is the gorillas kind of do like these matrix jumps and then... And they get um, shot and then they get named by have, the laser and then and the volcano erupts. They have a gorilla death cult though. They just all jump in. They do start jumping, <laughs> jumping in. in. I think... I never realized that. Though. I was like, why are they jumping in? I think you're right. It's supposed to be the actors falling, but just for safety. They don't. They yeah. want to make sure the stunt doubles are safely jumping into the green screen. Oh, they don't, they don't care about the stunt doubles. They're like, <laughs> don't break the suits. <laughs> don't break the suits. All right, then I have to jump in. Don't break the suit. All right. Uh, <laughs> um, the suits are expensive. So they... Um, so, There's a star of this movie, not you. So now Ernie Hudson, Laura Linney, Peter and Amy make a break for it. The Amy's the final girl. <laughs> um. So yeah, they, they, they... They run away from the CGI volcano. Is it CG? It know. is, and I remember this because they were advertising it because Taco Bell was promoting Congo, and they were like, Taco Bell's new volcano burrito, and they kept showing the volcano scene, which is like, no, that's like the final scene in the movie. Don't give away the volcano erupts. Then I remember that. It's like, yeah, yeah you could look it up. It has not aged well. Nope. The effects in this scene have not aged well. So um, they, they escape... And um, suddenly these gorillas who have just been um, basically like canceling Amy for the past like 30 minutes. Oh, show yeah. Up the, again. The, the, the ones that were like, Amy's a weird lady. And, but now that she can't doesn't believe have love. Some, I know. They're like, can't believe some of y'all are still following Amy, smacking my head. Um, but they come around. They're like, hey, look, Amy, uh, we're growing. We're learning. Um, that was kind of ableist of us to <laughs> make fun of your... <laughs> your, your stupid power <laughs> your glove. Your stupid power glove. Um, Amy, you, you can come and live with us. So, um, and Amy and Peter have a very E.T. moment. Her glove is off now, but she's just like, like kind of like... E.T. E.T. Like, I'll be right here. You don't, know? Don't poke me. <laughs> That's just E.T. Don't poke me. <laughs> don't do it. Um, yeah, so she, she's like basically says bye to Peter. So these gorillas um, just accept Amy, even though she apparently doesn't speak gorilla and is an alcoholic. <laughs> Um, so, uh, and that's basically the end of the movie. We did skip one scene. Oh, they get in a hot air balloon. No, they do get in a hot air balloon to escape. But we also skip the part where she, um, Laura Linney gets back on the satellite phone. Oh, right. That is kind of important. Joe Dombaker. And calls Joe Dombaker. And he's like, your son's dead. Bruce Campbell's dead. And he's like, did you get the diamonds? Oh, it's so good. It's so, they don't even try to pretend. They're just like, what would an evil cartoon millionaire say? Yeah. You got the diamonds! My son, he was a loser. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is very... Oh. I, see, I can't go there. I, I feel bad, because it, it is exact. He's my loser. He's bad. He's, that's where the gorillas got him, folks. Folks, the gorillas are bad. <laughs> I can't die. So, no, but it's, it's so bad. It's so over the top. And, like, Amy's like, remember what I told you before I left on this trip? I don't remember if we recapped this part, but basically she said... Look, this is an expedition to save your son. If I find out it's about your diamonds, you're not getting your fucking diamonds. And the this 
fucking guy that who who was told what would happen is just like get me the diamonds and she's like I told you what would happen I'm gonna not use your you're not getting your diamonds fuck you and so, he's like no of course I care about my son and I'm like you couldn't have acted for like two, two seconds. seconds been like oh I'm sorry like oh did you get the diamonds did you get his body is he okay does he have anything on it does, like a diamond. Like, is there anything in his backpack? Dude, did you check? Did you check? Maybe he has a letter, maybe for, he has, a maybe letter he has, for me saying that he, he loves me and a diamond. And a diamond? <laughs> Could you bring those back too? You know, since you're there. Yeah. You couldn't, he couldn't even do that. He's just like, where's the diamonds? Ah, give me the diamonds. Um, and she's so she, like, well, fuck you. And then she uses the laser gun to blow up the satellite. He's like, no, if you use the laser gun that was supposed to be used for communications and diamonds, you're gonna blow up the satellite. No, you're gonna ruin everything. And then she she blows up the satellite from a laser on Earth. She blows up the satellite, and then on Which the I have no idea how she did that. She blows up the satellite, and then um, has a very like last scene of Titanic where she throws the the diamond off the hot air balloon, and then she goes to sleep and has a dream where she sees uh, Tim Curry and Kaiga again. And they ask her to dance. <laughs> that that last part doesn't happen. <laughs> yes, it does. <sighs> so that's the end of this movie. Fuck this movie. <laughs> Fuck this movie so hard. I hate this movie so much. Oh, I'm sorry, everybody. I just I fucking hate this movie. I I I like. I'm not saying I like. Don't the movie. don't say you like it. I didn't say I liked it. I said um, I. There's a lot to talk about. Is there? We yeah, we had a lot of discussions about how we diamonds did. work and um, the ethics of apes <laughs> in um, in captivity. Okay, that part was a deep silent. conversation, but like <laughs> the, the rest of this movie. Look, we. I'll admit we had a very deep conversation that you may or may not hear the full length of uh, listeners, but um, we. This movie though does not give a shit about anything we just talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just it's it's bad. It's it is bad. I mean, really should you bad. watch it? I don't know. Do you like watching bad movies? I mean, don't watch it by yourself, you lo- loser. Like it's, it's, after quarantine, have some friends over. Like once you're all vaccinated, and watch it and laugh with them. I mean, you know, I would do that probably. I mean, if you're gonna watch it alone, watch it alone. Just you know, get drunk. I mean, you could like I'm trying to think of a social distancing way. You could sync it up. You know, yeah, it's on, on HBO Max. You so can like, sync it up and like use one of those apps or watch it on Discord yeah. with some of your buddies. Get all your friends to subscribe to HBO Max and watch Congo together. <laughs> don't don't illegally download it because that's now a felony. <laughs> uh, no comment. <laughs> um, wow. Okay. Um, anyway, let us know what you thought. Um, let us know if you liked Amy or not. Um, I liked Amy. <laughs> Let us know if you liked Amy's voice. No. Amy the girl is fine. Her voice needed a little work. Gil Amy, up. good. Amy, bad. <laughs> Ugly woman. Blah, blah. Um, but uh, please write to us at ape2theory at gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts. I promise we check that email every day. Let us know your thoughts. Uh, let us know if you have any. email since we opened it. Watch. Um, it'll say we want. We should open it because we probably want a free PlayStation 5 and we just have to give them um, our credit card number. Oh, sure. No <laughs> yeah. problem. Cool, cool. Um, I have like seven of those. But let us know what you think. Let us know um, if you have any questions about the logistics of apes teaching ASL. Or like I said, I, I mention... 
I mentioned a couple papers, like I said, about teaching ape stuff. Um, there's also some really great podcasts discuss this too. If you're curious, let me know. I'm really happy to link and I'm happy to elaborate further on this stuff as well. I know it's stuff a lot of people don't understand and maybe have some legitimate concerns and questions about. So yeah, um, let us know. I don't speak for my job, but I didn't name it in here because I made Jose edit it out. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Yay. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, all right, so that'll do it for us. Uh, mm. I have not picked the movie for next week. It, it might be Monkey Trouble. You'll we'll, we'll announce it on Twitter, but it might be Monkey Trouble. I might actually mm. just rent it because I saw the trailer the other day, and it looks amazing. Okay. So it might be Monkey Doesn't Trouble. Doesn't it have Gerard Depardieu in it? Or am I thinking of another? No, it movie? has Harvey Keitel in it. Oh, oh, even better. So even it better. is. I watched the trailer for it because it's on iTunes trailers, and I was just like, "Oh, oh my god, this movie!" Okay, okay. So uh, I might spend the money and rent it. Also, um, congrats! You didn't say monkey once. I said monkey trouble. Yeah, but you didn't. You didn't call Amy a monkey. Or I didn't the call Amy a monkey. You know, uh, this movie didn't call Amy a monkey. I don't think this movie, like I said, is they they stuck to gorilla. And I think they said ape, but they did not call her a monkey. No, but like I said, the movie, and like I said, for all my bitching about Crichton, he did do his research into what we knew about gorillas at the time. And, um, you know, I think they're kind of basing it in that. And they did go to a legitimate, reputable um, gorilla foundation and to legitimate zoos to study gorillas. So this movie is very respectful to them. Yeah. The gorillas came off great. Yes. (laughs) No one else did. Nope. (laughs) They're the only winner here. Poor Tim Curry. Yeah. All right, stay safe. Recycle your cell phones. Stop the gorillas. <laughs> I don't know how else to. Uh, yeah, just fucking hate this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that was fun. <laughs>